welcome to Trust the Wizards podcast, episode 99. We're going to start things off with an instrumental track by a guitarist who comes from an island state at the southern tip of the Malay Peninsula. Singapore? No, I already told you. It's an instrumental. Bye-bye. 
Trust the Wizards podcast number 99. You can stick a Cadbury's flake in the top of it. My name is Juritso Garbanzo, and sitting <laughs> approximately 16 miles northwest of me, that bloke mm. over there is the Chief Wizard himself, Kicker of Elves. Well, good evening to you, and uh, thank you very much for that uh, that choice of yours to play to as a tribute to the late great Jack Charlton. Yes, indeed. Well, did you? Uh, you're obviously a Leeds United legend. Uh, yeah. You're not old enough to have seen him play for Leeds, are you? No, he, he, his last game for Leeds was 1973, so I was alive, but I, I didn't go to my first game until three years later, so I didn't see him play. But right. he's, uh, he's obviously a massive part of our history. Yes, yeah. Well, that, that is, of course, the, uh, the unmistakable sound of the Pogues and the Dubliners, with, the, with, for my money, the greatest World Cup single that has ever been made. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's a very low bar, to be fair, isn't it? <laughs> I suppose so, yeah. Yeah, I've got a bit of a soft spot for that uh, Scotland I Have a Dream one from 1982, uh, which we played on our football special a few years ago. Um, Yes, you did. No, I I don't think I did, actually. I think it was one of the others. It must have been Rebel who chose it. Maybe it was me, I can't remember. Um, And uh, Spider Stacey wrote wrote the words for that. Um, I used to have that on cassette single back in the day. A two-track ah. cassette single with that on uh, that and uh, their version of Whiskey in the Jar, which was both great. Um, Excellent. Yeah. And who, who's the twangy guitar bloke before that? Then? The twangy guitar bloke before that was, he goes by the name Reg Guitar. Good name. Reg Guitar. Let me tell you, it's from this CD here, which is called Exotic Mind Expanders, Volume mm. 4, okay. uh, on Future Perfect Records. Uh, I have I, I bought this for a few quid. Uh, in it somewhere I can't remember where but it, I remember it didn't cost me very much and I just took a gamble because I liked the look of it 
Um, and I have searched for Exotic Mind Expanders Volume 1, 2 or 3. doesn't <laughs> seem to exist. Okay. Um, so quite well, yeah, that, that's your first puzzle there. But it's mm. got lots of music from mainly the 60s, from lots of unusual places around the world. There, there's, mm. there's, a, there's music, there's bands from Chile, Tobago, Venezuela, France, Turkey, Poland, uh, Holland, Singapore was the one we heard, uh, another Chile, Peru, Cuba, Mexico, and uh, Indonesia, and Poland and Singapore again. Right. But that song was called uh, He Has Changed by mm -hmm. Reggie Vergesi, V-E-R-G-H-E-S-E. -E -E, oh, hugely disappointing. So what you're saying is that his real name is not Reg Guitar. His real name is Reg. Uh, yeah, which I don't know. I don't know how common Reg is as a as a Christian name in uh, in in Singapore, or they might no. may not. I'm sure they don't call it a Christian name there. Um, but he's often referred to as the guitar guru of Singapore. Is he? Uh, and that tracks from an early '70s solo album. Uh, and whoever's written the sleeve notes here says, "I love the kazoo bit at the end." Yeah. And uh, yeah, we don't don't we all? Yeah, he was in, yeah. he was in a Singapore group of the '60s called the Quests. Okay. Very yeah, good. Yeah. Well, that was, that was a, an excellent start. Well, I, I'll try and do my best to to maintain the the flow here. Yeah. Because um, we're going to play my first uh, choice now. Okay. Uh, for, for this this show, um, and I'm going to take you back to the the late '90s and the the hotbed of uh, British guitar pop, a little bit jangly, mm -hmm. a little bit indie. Of course, I'm talking about. But Norfolk. North. I was going to say, my guess was going to be Liverpool. But, uh, no, I'm talking yeah. about Norfolk. And, and uh -huh. uh, the, uh, the big band from Norfolk, of course, the, the one that, uh, that everybody knows, is, uh, is Magoo. And uh, I was a huge Magoo fan um, in those days. And they, they did three really good albums. Right, uh, I think the first one came out in 97, and perhaps every year they released one. Um, and then they disappeared for a bit, and they came back and released a later album in the the mid-2000s or something like that. But anyway, I'm going back to their second album, which is this one. I don't know if you can see that. I can, it yeah. Is, this is uh, the album Vote the Pacifist Ticket Today. And it's full of crackers, frankly. Um, but I, I particularly like this one. Uh, and this is Swiss Border Escape.
So that was Magoo with Swiss Border Escape from the album Vote the Pacifist Ticket Today. That was ba, ba, boom. Oh, very, very catchy. Love the harmonies. Uh, loved it. Brilliant. Brilliant. I'm pretty sure I saw them. Uh, Glastonbury 1998, which was the last time I went to Glastonbury. It was yeah. very muddy. It was the second year in a row. It was really hideously muddy. Uh, and they had a new stage that year, which was called the New Bands Tent. Uh, which I think they subsequently renamed in later years to the John Peel tent. Yeah, uh, but I spent quite a lot of time in that tent that weekend because the weather was so poor and it was indoors. But also because there was a lot of good band. I saw Corner Shop in there. I saw Drugstore, Gomez, the audience. Uh, well, you were part of the audience, right? I was. Oh, oh very good, yeah. Um, Dawn of the Replicants I saw in there that weekend. Dawn and uh, the Replicants. Excellent band. Yeah, they are. Uh, well, hold hold that thought for the next podcast, sir. Oh. Um, uh, and I'm sure I saw Magoo because uh, I, I, yeah, I'll I'll look it up later on. But um, I mean, all those good bands that I saw that weekend. But uh, of course, '98, the obvious highlight of Glastonbury '98 was um, avoiding Robbie Williams. So we've been talking a bit on our on a recent recent podcast about the Bandcamp Fridays and some of the music we've. Uh, been purchasing, so uh, I'm going to play a song uh, that I have bought. I bought this from fatherdaughterrecords.bandcamp.com. Uh, it's a single track by a lady called Christelle Bofale uh, from Austin, Texas. Um, she, I've gone back, because I like this song so much, I've gone back and listened to her album that came out last year, which has only got five songs, so it's like a mini album. That's called Swim Team. And it's uh, it's kind of weird. It's more weird than this. Uh, mm. um, it's kind of a bit jazz. It's a bit. It, some of it reminds me of the Cocteau Twins. Some of it reminds me. Some of the guitar playing reminds me of some of the sort of the Manic Street Preachers in their w more weird, angular, post-punk kind of moments. The the vocals are kind of quite soulful, but also a little bit Cocteau Twins. Uh, a little bit like Heather Nova from the '90s, if anybody remembers her. Uh, but anyway, this uh, this song is called Miles, and uh, it says on the on the Bandcamp page that she wrote this song looking out the window uh, during when she was at high school, looking out the window during English class, and she observed how each car was using up the same miles and driving on the same road, but the destinations and the lives of the drivers were all completely different. And she related that to the aimless. She related to the aimless computer, commuters. Because she was also on a journey and feeling pressured at the time to map out her post-high school life at 17. So this is Christelle Bofali with Miles.
the brakes down, I put the brakes down, I put the brakes down before we break down. Put the brakes down, I put the brakes down, I put the brakes down before we break down. Put the brakes down, put the brakes down, I put the brakes down before we break down. That was Miles by Christelle Buffali, which you can get on Father Daughter Records. Is that um, the same label as Diet Sig, who we played a few weeks ago? Very possibly, yeah. They've, they've been around a while. They've released a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, there's some other good stuff on there. You might, it might, I might be playing something else from that label that I had discovered recently. Well, you were giving me a bit of an insight into how you, how you go about uh, choosing your Bandcamp purchases. And it seems to be it's mostly alcohol fueled. Well, no, it's not that. It's just uh, no. I, I I add stuff to my wish list uh, yeah. quite frequently, uh, yeah. and then uh, then because Bandcamp have these sales on a Friday, I also then meet up with some of my mates on Zoom for a few pints uh, right. on Friday. Yeah, uh, and then and then I do my shopping on Bandcamp. Yeah. Uh, so so of course because I'm, I've been drinking, yeah. everything sounds great. That did sound great, and yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a bit different to anything else we play. But uh, I started off thinking, oh, it's a bit, it's a bit Charday, yeah. Uh, but it's more interesting than that. It's really and, not. Is uh, it? I, I like her voice very much. Yeah, it, it's 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 it is a bit different. Uh, yeah. You should you should definitely listen to the to the other five songs because they're they're way weirder than that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, and, it's, it's it's nice. To, to discover new things and uh, actually the, the next song we're going to play is, is a, a new discovery of mine it wasn't through Bandcamp although it wasn't through the Bandcamp Friday thing it was uh, actually a, a record that I helped crowdfund uh-huh. um, so you can get it on Bandcamp it's, it's the it's the Leeds-based label Come Play With Me who you might be familiar with because they've released until this year they've released loads of singles yeah. seven singles including stuff by Wedding Present Cinerama that's right, um, and lots of other other less known bands, but all I, I guess all Leeds based bands. I think they get um, their name anyway, from. I crowdfunded this this compilation, which is their first twelve inch, um, and it's called "Come Stay with Me." Yeah. See what they did there. Yeah, uh, and I'll just show you the, the the cover. Can you can you check it? Can you see that cover? I can. Yes. Uh, Do you recognise the building? Move move it up a bit because I can't see the building. Yeah. No, no I don't recognise the building now. Yeah, it's the uh, the Brudenell Social Club. Oh, you're right. Cool. And uh, so that which is one of my favourite venues. And uh, anyway, so I didn't know who's going to be on it, and it turns out I knew one of the bands on it, um, which is a band called Van Hooten. Uh, but I'm not going to play them. I'm going to play a, a song by a band called Talk Boy, who, yeah. who I know nothing about. Um, and this is their song. Over and under. Yeah. 
version of the song over and under uh, from this compilation come stay with me on the come play with me label and uh, it's on vinyl and uh, let me just show you the vinyl because mm-hmm. uh, it, it's special vinyl this you know what color would you say i don't know if you can tell can you what it looks color a bit would you translucent uh-huh. uh but it's kind of light bluey gray is it I yeah think... I, I mean if i were if i was pushed i'd say it's probably coral oh okay yeah uh, but actually it's it's Eco mix vinyl. Are you aware of what that is? Is that some kind of cement mix? Cement? Mix no, it's not made of cement because I think that would be difficult to play. It'd probably do my. No, I mean the colour. The colour. It looks ah, a bit I'll like say, a oh, bag okay. of well, you know, no, no, no. cement it's mix. It's a type of vinyl. It's called eco mix vinyl, uh, which means that it's made from the the leftover wax that's already in the factory. So it's from the from the collective workers' ears. <laughs> They make it for me. I'm using wax in the ter- in the in the sense of the the material to make the vinyl, as opposed to your your ear gunk. Yeah. Could you make? Do you reckon you could make vinyl out of out of earwax? I think it's a challenge, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Anyway, it uh, what it means is that uh, because they they're not using their own wax supply, mm-hmm. uh, all the records, and I think there were 300 of these produced. They're all different colours because nobody knows what colour they're going to be because it's all the the odds and sods that are left around yeah. the, the pressing plant, which is it's pretty cool, isn't it? And it would cool. have been wasted otherwise. That's why it's eco-mix. So very good. Um, I'll just give you a quick idea of other bands on here that uh, you might know. I, I don't know. I think they're all Leeds bands. Right. Um, all, all really good. I particularly like the songs by uh, Dead Naked Hippies, yeah. um, who presumably aren't dead, but they may be unclothed. Yeah. Um, Maya Kali. Uh, Household Dogs, Van Hoop, no, I mentioned before, English Teacher, good mm. name for a band, mm. uh, Tall Talker, and uh, Her Tilted Moons. No, I've never heard of any of those bands. No, that's very no. disappointing. Uh, Dead Naked Hippies rings a bell, but uh, that might be a, might just be uh, 
probably that glass. I'm on the, on the probably thank that you list. I went well, you've to. got to get the record for me because it's on. I'm on the thank you list. Ah, nice one. I, it was, yeah. The song was absolutely brilliant. They packed yeah. an awful lot. Three minutes, twenty-five seconds long, and they packed a hell of a lot into that, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, and a lot of ticking boxes of things like how to make a record that we would like. Yes. You know, a stoppy, startly bit, a bit where they break it down. It's just the bass guitar and the vocals. Yeah. Uh, you know, boy girl harmonies. Yeah, lots and lots of. Uh, Good box. Yeah, I, I, I think that that may well be the only song this panel got out, but I, I'd definitely be interested in hearing more. From yeah, them. me too. Really? Me too. That was fantastic. And if that's just a demo, because it sounded yeah. and it was, it reminded me a bit of the, the band Sisu, uh, because it was just very, very catchy and very instant. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, well, well done them. Yeah. Also, a lot, a lot going on. You know, it, it wasn't predictable. Yeah. Anyway, it's time for you to choose. Oh. You've chosen box number five. Well, week, Jack Charlton's number, you see. Yeah, yeah, cool. So box number five is just over there. So okay. I'm just going to go walk over there. And as usual, there are yeah. three rows. Okay. Around about 80 CDs in each. It's an interesting box, interesting choice of box. Oh, so God. I'm say at this point. You think well, that means uh, M, don't you? For man and it's got all my manic <laughs> stuff in it. it. It's not the M's, don't worry, don't worry. But oh. that's got to come at some point, isn't it? Yeah, well, okay, well, I'll... I'll I mean, you don't have to be 100% accurate on this, but basically I would like the middle row and the middle one of the middle row. Right. Okay. Oh, by eye. You don't have to count them. Just go yeah, by okay. eye. Okay, I'm just guessing then. Uh, right, the middle of this row is dominated by a big box. So um, a big box from which we've played, which I've brought to the podcast before. So I'm going to go around about there. Yeah. Uh, I will tell you that the box you've chosen is, is another box full of compilations. Okay. So this particular compilation I've just chosen has got... Yeah. Uh, hold on. It's got 17 songs. So okay. what one do you want? Let's have uh, number 10. Number 10. Okay. So you've it's, it's, it's that uh, box of um, the volume magazine with a free CD. Uh, that I've played songs from before. Uh, you could have chosen, also on this CD, you've got The Orb. Oh, yeah, uh, like them. You didn't choose The Orb. You've got Cocteau Twins doing their, yeah, their not, version. Not so keen on the Cocteau Twins. Frosty the Snowman. You've got Morrissey. You've got The Wedding Present. You've got mm. Red House Painters. That's, uh, well, yeah. that's that grumpy motherfucker Mark Kozlik, isn't it? Yeah, but when he was good. When he was good, yeah. But you chose song number 10. Yeah. Right? So you've chosen a remix of Gorillas in the Mist by Consolidated. Get with the people looking ready to get 
done. Diplomatic channels have been exhausted. People sick and tired of paying the cost. We all say we want the violence to cease, but no justice, motherfucker, and no peace. Gorillas in the Mist, as in not the animal, but the uh, the gorillas as in the war thing. That kind of that's kind of gorillas. <laughs> well, that's clarifying, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. um, and that's a remix, and that is from uh, a CD that came out in 1992 uh, or, um, called Volume, Volume 5. Uh, I'll take a picture of the lovely box that I've got because I bought the all, every issue of that uh, CD slash magazine. 
Uh, and of course, inside the magazine, there's an interview with Consolidated. Uh, they're not a band I know much about. Uh, I did buy a CD single of theirs called Tool or Die, which is uh, has got a guest, a, a, a rap from Michael Franti of Disposable Heroes of Hypocrisy and the Beatniks and, and etc. Which is a spearhead. A, a spearhead, yeah. Which is absolutely brilliant, brilliant, brilliant song. Uh, and that was really good too. I'll read you what it says about it. It says. Uh, Potentially controversial, this is the group's contribution to the aftermath of the LA riots. Uh, Gorillas in the Mist, a remix of which you can hear in full effect on the accompanying CD. Here, LA rapper Paris is given carte blanche to lay into the system that made this year's riots as inevitable as the city's Watts riots in the late 60s. A quick listen shows you exactly where they're coming from. America is, has done wrong, and now it's time for it to get its comeuppance. Hmm. Well, I mean, all I can say is, I mean, thank goodness it did get its comeuppance and we yeah. don't have that kind yeah. of thing going on in America these days. Because <laughs> that would be really bad. Okay. That's a great song. I really like that. It was really and, good, yeah. Uh, I didn't know anything about them. And I, was, I was just saying to you, wasn't I, that uh, it reminded me a little bit of Definition of Sound, who uh, I remember really liking, like, like, that sort of era, wasn't it? Sort of 91, 92. yeah. Yeah, and, and, and also it sounds a bit like Disposable Heroes of Hypocrisy, which uh, yeah. they were my favourite band of, of that, of the, you know, favourite hip-hop band of that time. And, and they were, you know, much more political like, yeah, uh, as a consolidated way. Tool or Die that I mentioned is a kind of anti, anti-gun anti lobby song. It's brilliant. Well, yeah. as if that's relevant now. Yeah, exactly. You know, thank goodness we've moved on. 30 years later, <laughs> times have changed. We don't live in that world anymore. Thank goodness. We don't. Okay. What are, you, what are you drinking there? Well, I'm glad you asked me that because uh, I've had a new uh, influx of beer. Um, my my latest uh, arrival, all Dutch beers. Um, oh. This is uh, well, it resonance very prominently on it. I don't know if that's the, the, the brewery or, or what. Maybe it's, it says De Meursleutel, which oh. I don't know what that means. Um, um, but it's, um, you'll like this, it's a, it's a coconut like that, and chocolate stout. A what? A coconut and chocolate stout. That sounds absolutely disgusting. Well, I mean, I've, like I've finished it, to be fair. Bouncy. And uh, the, what, the scary thing isn't so much the, the content. It's the fact that I've just noticed that it's 8% alcohol. Um, hey. No wonder I'm feeling a bit tired. Uh, it, uh, it's, I mean, where do, you, do you like bounties? <laughs> In alcohol form. No, but I mean, nobody, nobody likes bounties. When you get one of those miniature heroes or whatever they're called, boxes... Yeah. Uh, at work in the office, left. those are always the last ones to go. Because because well, I've been I've been uh, been keeping myself busy for by having a, a little snack. Um, oh, the, the the the... is it time for the jingle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, hang on a sec. Get the guitar. Excellent. Well, I'm, I'm just showing uh, Teresa there the the uh, it's, a, it's the nation's favourite snack, the the twiglet, uh, which is what I'm having with my my beer. Okay, um, just hang on a minute. Okay, I'll I'll play play the... song. Come on, then play your song. Kicker's Cooking Corner, Kicker's Cooking Corner, spelt with three Ks. Kicker's Cooking Corner. Take it away, Kicker. I'm sure you've got a good one for us this week, surely. Well, I have, because uh, I've listened to the, the feedback, and, and frankly, some of it was quite hurtful, and, uh, and, and some of it was physically impossible, what they were asking me to do. But... Um, <laughs> Nevertheless, I've I've listened and I've learnt and I've come back and I've and I've got a real real recipe for you and I've thought long and hard about this and um, you know these are difficult times that we live in 
Um, and, uh, you know, the, the biggest fear that I have, of course, is that uh, I won't be able to get me, me snacks, mm -hmm. you know, with, with, uh, unable to leave the house without being masked up um, and uh, fear of, of dying as soon as I step out the doorstep. And so everything's being shipped in. And uh, there's going to there's gonna be a, a time when there's a, a shortage. And I worry, I worry. And as I said, I'm, I'm having twiglets with me, me beer now, like I like to do. Are yeah. you a fan of the twiglet? Nah, not really. Nah. Yeah, well, fuck you. Like, well, anyway, the, the, uh, the, um, the, twi the twiglet is, is an important part of my life. And, uh, and as I say, I, I worry that there, there won't be any more. So don't worry, twiglet fans out there, I've got a, a kicker's recipe for you. Okay. Uh, it's it's all of my own thinking and all of my own devising. Nobody has, has helped me with this at all. Excellent. I've not had any guests. I've not had any any influence from outside. This is this is me with my my just my innate cooking talent. Pure kicker. Um, pardon. Kicker in his purest form. Yeah, if you like. And yeah. um, anyway, what I'm what I'm telling you now is is how to make your own twiglets. Uh -huh. And okay. and this is how you do it. I've been practicing at home, and this is the best way. I guarantee it. What you need is you need your, your a packet of spaghetti, mm -hmm. right? You know, not not pasta. Don't be a fool. Yeah. Spaghetti. Okay. And not the spaghettini. That would be shit. It has yeah. to be the spaghetti, the the thick stuff, right? Yeah. Long, thin. See where I'm going with this? Yeah. Anyway, you take your you take your spaghetti. Let's call it spear, spaghetti yeah. spear. Yeah. And and you dip it into marmite. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. And then and then you take it out and then you turn it around and then you dip the other end in. Yeah. Until you have a, a length, so to speak, yeah. a length a length of uh, spaghetti covered in marmite. Yep. You then you then carefully hold that over a naked flame. Mm-hmm. And and roast it a, a bit a bit like a fondue. Hang on, hang on. More, sorry, hang like, on. like a fondant. Really. Uh, hang on, uh, ro roast. Holding something over a naked flame is, if anything, grilling it. It's not roasting it. At the same yeah. time that you're doing that, you can slag somebody off, can't you? Okay. That would yeah, make that would make it a roast. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So so ba basically, you, you you get that. Get the, the marmite and the pasta, not pasta, the spaghetti, and you, and you get it over the heat, the naked flame, until it starts to, to boil up a bit and, and postulate. I think that's the cooking term. <laughs> and, at, and at that point, you, you dramatically remove it from the, from the heat uh -huh. uh, and let it cool. And it cools down in a, in a form that, frankly, is, I mean, you can't tell. You can't tell what the twiglet is. And what the spaghetti covered in marmite that's kind of boiled up a bit is, they're, they're indistinguishable. Again, I, I may correct you, not boiled either. It's not boiled. <laughs> it's held over a naked flame. Is not how you boil something. I know. Until, I know you're the cooking expert here. But, until yeah. until you actually eat it, in which there is the difference there. To be fair, I'll give you that. But under these trying times. I give you how to make homemade twiglets. Thank you very much. Play okay, the song. So, so just just to just to clear one little thing up, just one thing as uh, just one more thing as Colombo would say. Um, so the, the 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 you don't cook the spaghetti as in you don't boil it. Oh, for Christ's sake! What? 
Can I just can I just stop you there? You're being a fool because yeah. if you if you cook your spaghetti, it goes floppy. Indeed, yes, yes. So I'm just clarifying that mm. what what you do here is then you basically you you hold raw spaghetti, yes, over a naked flame uh, with marmite on it. Yeah, well, yeah, I got that bit, but but I'm essentially so so the, this isn't really cooking. That's my point. Well, it's creating, isn't it? Well, all right, all right, it's creating. All right. Kickers Cooking Corner. Kickers Cooking Corner. Maybe we should just call it Kickers Creating Corner. Because the, yet again, there's no actual cooking. Okay, so uh, I'm going to play you um, a song by Lou Barlow uh, next. Now, Lou, Lou Barlow has, for the last, I guess, about 18 months, um, been funding his his recordings or releases through not kind of like a, um, a crowdfunding thing, but it's uh, you pay a subscription and he makes a number of releases through the year. And it's a it's a quarterly thing, a bit like the the support that I offered to Christian Hirsch, yes, I think I mentioned yeah. on the previous pod. Um, and it's it's called an Artist Enabler Club, mm-hmm. um, and I say it started I think started in sort of the middle of last year. And we're on to the the ninth, or possibly even the tenth release now. I'm going to play you something off the ninth release, and he's he's released a load of really interesting stuff. He's he's sort of re-recorded old songs. Uh, he's recorded stuff that didn't get recorded as because they were left off Sebado albums or um, Dinosaur Junior stuff. He's done an album, a cassette album of instrumentals. He's done a load of cover versions. Um, but it's the I, I think it's the the original stuff that I'm, I'm most interested in is, and has been the best probably. Anyway, this is this is um, it's on a, a lathe cut seven inch single, which I shall show you there. Very nice. Can you see that? Yeah. Um, single sided, clear vinyl. It's uh, it's still noticeably square. Can oh, you see yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's great, and and, and he's, he he writes a load of stuff about these songs. Tell us what they are. So I'll tell you a little bit more about it after you've heard it. But this is uh, Lou Barlow with "Reason to Live." One, two, three, four. They paid to take control, so let them have control. You and I got a rock to roll. When they make demands, we'll be holding hands, strong as any wall that stands. Go ravage the earth to make it a home. The belly the beast, yeah, the hunger makes it. Oh 
with reason to live that was part nine of his artist enabler club um and as as part of of what you get sent in the post as well as the the physicality uh, you get a little note from uh lou who explains what it is that he's enclosing so this one came with another record as well so i'll just read to it read to you what it what it says so he says this month's installment is two songs that were written and recorded at the same time as songs from the last two lps I've been a part of in the last year. The first song, which was another great song, actually, Privatise, is a B-side from Sebado's Act Surprised, and Reason to Live was among the songs I prepared for the new and the not-yet-titled or finished Dinosaur Junior LP. Privatise was written and recorded on a four-string guitar in the same tuning as my songs from Act Surprised. Reason to Live was written on a standard-tuned six-string guitar, just as the three songs I've recorded for the new Dinosaur Junior LP were. I used the way I recorded Privatise as a template for how I recorded Reason to Live, a drum track from Garage Band as the rhythm, covered with layers of vocals, guitar and synth. Privatise was apparently used as a bonus track for the Japanese CD of Act Surprised. I've yet to see the CD, so I haven't seen proof of that. Ha! Reason to Live was finished for this series. Both songs reflect my anxieties, the politics of survival, whatever the fuck that is. Privatise is where I was about a year ago, ruminating on our culture of wealth and privilege. Reason to live is where I am now, trying to embrace fleeting moments in the face of changes that terrify me, abandoning any position of judgment and just trying to breathe. Wow. Yep. There cool. you go. Yeah, cool. It's very nice. It's very, I really enjoyed it. I, mean, I, I know I've, we've spoken before off the podcast about how I never really managed to uh, tr- I've tried but I've never really managed to get into Sebado but that was that was really good I like that a lot um, yeah okay and we're on to the next song so uh, I've got a question for you uh, kicker uh, the okay. actress the actress who plays who's in film and Louise and in real life she's married to Tim Robbins how how do you pronounce her name Is it Sarondon? It's, it's, it's Sarondon. It's, 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 it's definitely not that. No. Is it? it? I think you're Sarondon. Well, it's it's got no O in the middle. It's, well, it's is it Sarandon? Well, I don't know. Is it? If some oh. people call her Susan Sarandon. Some people call her Susan Sarandon. I call her Susan Sarondon. 
Okay, I think you might be getting confused with the uh, former West Brom striker Solomon Rondon. They're not the same people at all. Um, have you ever seen them both in the same room at the same time? <laughs> uh, no, good point. Good point. Okay, good point. Uh, anyway, there's a band uh, called Sarandon or Sarandon or even or Sarandon or Sarandon, if you like. Uh, and uh, they made an album about ten years ago, uh, which was called The Age of Reason, and it's a very interesting album uh, because it's kind of it's a, it's quite a peculiar album because each song has got a kind of spoken word section before the song. Uh, spoken by a character called Big Trev, uh, and he does these little sort of speeches about all kinds of stuff. Uh, and in the sleeve notes, it explains his journey that he goes on in the, in the sort of ten or eleven tracks before the um, there's the spoken word tracks before the actual songs. So I'm going to read you what it says. Uh, you know, mm. the, uh, Big Trev, uh, his name is, and uh, in which we meet our hero and learn a little about his habitat. And then the next bit, our hero has acquaintances who can be bothersome. And the next bit, our hero has moments of sheer joy, understanding the reasons why he's here and how others fit into his world. And then uh, before a song called Do the Dance, we find our hero in the, in the nightmare nightclub of his youth. The fashionista mm. Nazis provide the time signature. And then <laughs> about halfway through the album, we get to this part uh, where our hero begins begins to wonder if there's a reason to all of this. So that's what we're going to hear. So you'll hear Big Trevor pondering, Big Trev, sorry, pondering uh, the meaning of life. And then following that, you'll hear the song Dinosaur. If I just gave up the ghost now, uh, knocked it on the head and departed, would it make any difference to anything at all? Have I made even a little tiny nick in existence? I mean, what mark have I actually left? Uh, I suppose my name's in the list of all the people who use the library. And the swimming bars, the swimming bars will have, a, have my name on its computer roll. Um, but I don't think that's really going to count in 200 years when... Yeah, you know, the Thargians from planet Deltoid visit Earth and, you know, do a roll call of who was important. I don't think I'm going to actually feature on it at all. Um, so, there you go. I am nothing.
That's right, musician dreams, dreams about musicians. That was a very special uh, musician dream this week because it's an actual dream about a musician by a musician. Uh, <laughs> we saw Darren Heyman, uh, he Hi. of uh, wonderful solo records and the Heyman Cooper Band and uh, Hefner and all sorts of stuff. Uh, we saw him uh, on Twitter uh, uh, saying this and we jumped straight on it, of course. Uh, here's the tweet from uh, 12th of July, just a few days ago. In my dream last night, I just couldn't stop Paul Weller from doing the washing up. So straight away I was onto that and I said to him, right, well, I told him about this this feature we have on the podcast. I told him he had to come on. Yeah. Uh, he, 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 he did reply, uh, he did. but he said, well, you know, oh, th there really wasn't much more to it than that, the, the dream, yeah. I mean, so... Uh, so we declined our offer, but uh, any time you want to come on, Darren, uh, you're very welcome. Um, of course, um, uh, Andy Lewis, um, who former member of Paul Weller's uh, live band, who as uh, more recently of the Catenary Wires, he replied saying, I have first experience of him, Weller, being good at it, quite good at mm. it, and makes a great cup of tea too. Um, Weller, Weller, Weller. Ooh, indeed, yeah. Tell me and, more. And of, Tell me more. And of course, uh, uh, Weller himself um, has dreams of children. Uh, I don't think you should go there. No, not in a no, not in a yew tree kind of way. Just you know that, yeah. Uh, and of course, maybe I'm wondering if Heyman's dream was influenced by uh, Weller's famous appearance on top of the Pops when he performed Precious uh, when it was double A side with Town Called Malice. Where he uh, wore an apron. Uh, oh. uh, the reasons for which have never been uh, satisfactorily explained. Why exactly <laughs> he was wearing an apron, but mm. maybe we're beginning to get to the bottom of the. You've a lot of uh, get bottom of that particular mystery. Anyway, I'm being very distracted here, Kicker, why? by your crunching. Ah, well, what's going sorry on about there? That. Yeah, well, I'm um, I'm eating a twiglet. Yeah. But you know what? Yeah. You know what would make it better? It would be much better if it was a bit of raw pasta with marmite. Would it? Would it indeed? Yes. <laughs> would, yeah. <laughs> hey, shall we, shall we play a Hefner song anyway? Oh, yes. Good idea. All right, well, go on then. Uh, this is from the Fidelity Wars, and this is I Took Her Love For Granted. me up when I met her as soon as I saw her I wanted to taste her lips so I did I was ecstatic for at least six weeks so hope was placed in her hands when she caught me she asked me if it hurt I told her Christ it did and it did when she left me Yeah. 
That, of course, was A Man with a Harmonica uh, from the soundtrack of Once Upon a Time in the West uh, by uh, Il Maestro, Ennio Morricone, who, who died last week. Um, never has there been a greater film composer whose music enhances what, you know, uh, some of those films, some of those spaghetti westerns in particular, they'd be pretty run-of-the-mill films were it not for the soundtrack and the way the director uh, m makes the film to match the soundtrack. Uh, I, I, when I did my music degree, I was, uh, I did a whole bunch of study and analysis on Ennio Morricone and the films of Sergio Leone, and I've never enjoyed writing an essay as much in my life. What did, a you, uh, did you see him conduct or something? I, I did. Well, that was a, that was a few years before that, but yeah, I went to see him conducting uh, the Rome Symphony Orchestra at the Barbican in London. Uh, it was a funny, funny evening because we, I remember, we got there a bit late. And we were just we thought, well, let's go to the bar before before they they come on. Uh, and uh, we saw a bunch of people walking through a door, so we just followed them. And then we took looking around ourselves and go, well, every some every single other person in here other than us is wearing dinner jackets and you know <laughs> evening wear. Uh, but that was because we'd 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 walked into the musicians' dressing room by <laughs> mistake. So we were accidentally backstage, uh, yeah, no, and we couldn't get we couldn't get beer there. Um, but that, the, 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 the show was, obviously he's done a lot of other soundtracks, uh, which he's very famous for, uh, Cinema Paradiso and The Mission and, and lots of other stuff, not just um, the Sergio Leone films. But um, there was a section of the, of the concert, and it was a classical concert, so people were behaving very much like they would at a classical concert. You know, you don't mm. whoop when they play one you like, <laughs> and, uh, you know, you wait for the end of not even the end of a section, but sometimes you wait for the end of three sections in a row before you applaud, because mm. it might be a, just a movement. And you know, uh, But there was one bit where I remember where um, it was one of the orchestra just came forward, get, got out from his seat where he'd been sat, and he just come and stood at the front in the middle, and everyone's kind of going, well, what's this, what's this guy up to? And then uh, from his pocket, he took out a harmonica. And of course, the everyone realised at once. Ah, okay, we know what's going to happen yet. And then there was quite a bit of um, probably from the people like me who who were you know not classical music concert goers regularly. There was a, there was a bit of cheering and whooping and hollering there. <laughs> yeah, Excellent. Anyway, I believe you were telling me you've we, we've got some uh, we've had some correspondence, Kika. We have. Uh, I mean, we've been inundated, frankly, but I'll, I'll just I'll just take one off the top of the pile. Okay. Um, and this is uh, an email that we've received, actually, from Jason Zukowski. Okay. Uh, who says this? He says, "Well done for reaching ninety nine podcasts." So he's he's obviously you know assuming that we we we're going to make another one, yes. which is good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he says maybe before you get to one hundred. You could sort out the sound problems you've been having since you started recording the podcast remotely. Ah, okay. Uh, well, thanks for your feedback on the feedback there, um, Jason. What, uh, what, feed, what feedback? What are you talking about? You, you, you can never hear these problems, can you? You can never hear yeah. it. Okay, I, I think they're... So what, what is it basically... A, it's, uh, I think what it is, uh, Kicker, is, is over the years, you've developed a very high tolerance for annoying high-pitched whining sounds because of you uh, listening to so many Neil Young albums. Ah! <laughs> hey! Um, but anyway, uh, I've got... What's his name, This the fella, again? 
Jason Zakowski. Jason Zakowski. Right, well, Jason, I've got a little message for you, uh, Jason, or if I may call you Jay-Z, and the message is this. If you're having sound problems, I'll feel bad for you, son. We've done 99 podcasts by the glitching sun. Hit me! 99 podcasts by the glitching sun. 99 podcasts by the glitching sun. So it's time for me to choose a record from uh, the uh, extravagant shelving behind you. Uh, okay. I'm going to choose... Usually I choose a number... From a QPR player, uh, mm. I, I don't really want to talk about QPR's uh, <laughs> players or results since uh, football resumed. So I'm going to go back to the old days. I'm going to choose uh, uh, one of my uh, number one, basically number one, number shelf, one shelf number one. I'm going to go for because uh, okay. uh, my one of my first football heroes was a guy called Peter Hucker, uh, who played in goal for QPR in the early '80s in the Venables mm-hmm. years. Okay. Uh, and uh, so, from shelf number one, I would. Yeah. He, uh, it says on there that he was born in on the twenty eighth of October. So I'd like record number twenty eight from okay. shelf number one. Okay, just bear with me. I'm gonna take my headphones okay. off. Okay, I'll talk a bit about Peter Hucker while, right. while we're waiting. So Peter Hucker uh, was uh, probably best known for being man of the match in both the FA Cup final of eighty two and the FA Cup final replay uh, of eighty two. Uh, I was at that replay. I was still still upset, still upset by it. Um, but uh, yeah, he was our regular keeper when Venables was the manager. But uh, like a lot of players, he kind of went a bit downhill form wise when Venables left, and Alan Mullery, who's a bit considered a bit of a joke by QPR supporters, uh, when he took over uh, about three or four years later. Um, so he left nice. a bit after that. I think you're going to be very pleased with this. Okay, so um, what have you got? We got uh, well. How many songs? Interestingly, it's a misfiled record. Oh, okay. Uh, because it's in the album shelf, but it should be in a 12-inch single shelf. Oh, okay. I didn't know you organised your, your stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah. under the desk is where all the 12-inch singles are. So when, I, when I'm done, this is going to go there rather than go back where it is. So there are only four tracks. Okay, and is there the like a lead, a lead track? No. Uh, okay. So, uh, well, I'm going to go with the first song on side A, please. Okay, uh, it's an excellent choice. I think you're going to like this very much. Good. So you've chosen uh, Terry Edwards plays the music of Jim and William Reed. Oh, magnificent. Uh, And this is his version of Never Understand.
From 1989, that was Guided by Voices with short on posters from the album Self-Inflicted Aerial Nostalgia, the third album from the band that nobody ever heard. Only 500 copies of the record were made. There's one. Hey. Yeah. It's, uh, I like it very much. It's, uh, it's fairly underrated, I think, within the GBV canon. Right. Um, there's lots of good stuff on there. But that, that's one of the my two favourite songs. The other one, well, that's probably two or three. Uh, favorite songs on there but of course it's famous now for being the album with radio show trust the wizard on it oh right our theme song yeah our theme is, song is that off there is it it is and what, yeah. what song is it what is that song called which song the, our theme tune yeah it's called radio show open bracket trust the wizard close bracket it's ah. the final song on the album blimey yeah and, and yeah. of course the best the best the, well the song that gave us our name Exactly yeah. right, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, great stuff from uh, GBV. And before that, we had uh, Terry Edwards doing a bit of Jesus and Mary Chain on his saxophone, presumably, or his trumpet. I don't know, what's he playing there? Well, there's definitely saxophones. He, he plays them all, doesn't he, Terry? He, yeah. he, he, he plays all kinds of stuff. I really like the way they approximated the, uh, the feedback. feedback. That was yeah. amazing. Um, well, because that's what we do in the middle of our show, right? Oh, yes, of course, yeah. Uh, we yeah we get the old sax out. That's what you yeah. can really hear. Um, sax appeal. So th- I would say there was de- there was definitely sax on there, but there was some other kind of brass. Uh, oh, you know, okay, all right. Technically, uh, if, before you write in, listener, yes, I know sax isn't brass; it's a woodwind instrument. But there was <laughs> other brass stuff on there as well, wasn't there? Brilliant, yeah. brilliant, love yeah, it. Really good. No, I heard that before. I, I I know his Terry Edwards salutes the magic of the fall. Stuff yeah. and I'm a big fan of that. And I've, you've you've played me some of his Cure covers before now as well. That's right. The yeah. curator yeah. he was, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. brilliant. Friend of the pod, of course, I should mention. Friend okay. of the podcast. He he did a lovely interview for us a few years ago, and is 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 in our eyes uh, due to his own records, his work with the Higsons, his Tinder Sticks, PJ Harvey, Holly Holy, and Tony Visconti, and uh, all kinds of stuff. 
you know, he's, he's played on so many great records and so many great gigs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're done, right. I think. Well, that's, we're we're that's almost done. Number 99. Yeah, well, before we go, um, I just wanted to, to give you a heads up and, and give the listener a heads up, too, about the, the next podcast, which is obviously going to be number 100. Very special. And, yeah, uh, yeah we, we've kind of decided uh, to, to mark this uh, 100th podcast by doing something a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm really quite excited about the, uh, the restriction that we're, we're going to set ourselves. So because it's Podcast 100, we've decided that we're going to play songs that are exactly 100 seconds long. Or under. Well, exactly 100 seconds long. So 1 minute 40. And, or under 1 minute 40. See, the thing is, so so that Guided by Voices song, that short on posters song, that was 1 minute 47. So we couldn't play that because it's not exactly 1 minute 40. But if it had been un- 1 minute 40 or under, then we could have played it on the next part. So exactly 1 minute 40, that's what we're looking for. We're going to try and find songs that are exactly 1 minute 40. Not, not a little bit over, not a little bit under, exactly 1 minute 40. So the 100 seconds for the 100... 100 podcast, you see? You see?